Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot going on today, but real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Don't forget today's episode is presented to you by Sugar Fire in Westminster, as well as Superbook Sports Colorado, and of course, Burns and McCoy. I'm going to tell you more about Burns and McCoy here in one second, but uh, to, to give you a quick preview of today's show, don't dig through national what is that uh, uh one of the seventh wonders of the world kind of a bad idea the worst travel experience i could i can really wrap my mind around sean payton head coach of the denver broncos put quarterback russell wilson in his place and i love it and frozen humans could be brought back to life in as close as 50 to 70 years from now that's just insane that we're at that technology but real quick do yourself, your family, your friends a favor. Go ahead and grab some Burns and McCoy today. Burns and McCoy is the best hot sauce around, and it literally is my go-to when I want to just kick up a meal and any sort of notches. <laughs> I listen. I, let's be honest. We're we're in the trust tree, right? I put hot sauce on just about everything. In all honesty, it could just be bread, and I'd put hot sauce on it, and I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's good. Burns and McCoy's. By far my my favorite hot sauce, just without a doubt. Burns and McCoy is about flavor first, and that's why. When you try it, you're going to be like, okay, I see what DeHuff is talking about. So they focus on flavor first, then the heat, just the way it should be. So go to burnsandmccoy.com right now. You can use promo code DeHuff, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. Now, my favorite flavors are... Mango habanero, salsa verde, especially Roja. Let's see, Scotch bonnet, sriracha, basically all of them. <laughs> I can't help it. It's just, it, it just. I have, I have like three or four open right now in my fridge, and I'm like, what do I feel like right now? Ooh, it's a Scotch bonnet kind of moment, <laughs> or whatever. Let's do especially Roja. The sriracha is killer. With all this sriracha, you know, news going around, like there's a shortage of it. Like Burns and McCoy, go get some sriracha from Burns and McCoy. It's like so freaking good. They their flavors just knock it out of the park. So again, go to burnsandmccoy.com and you can see all the the amazing flavors for yourself. And they also got mustard and salsas. Burns and McCoy is a woman majority family owned business. Their focus is to only give you the highest quality products by using ingredients of the highest quality. Food should be fun. They provide that fun with each unique flavor profile they offer. So go ahead and grab some Burns and McCoy today. They're available at all grocery stores in the front range or go to burnsandmccoy.com. Use that promo code DeHuff and get 20% off your next order. You know what we need to do right now? Let's jump into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now... Here the headlines. <laughs> this is so moronic. It's just jaw-dropping. It's like, who would do this and not think that this is going to be a problem? A, a, a part of China's Great Wall. Yeah, you've heard of it. The Great Wall of China, a seventh wonder of the world. Well, it's been severely damaged by construction workers in central Shonix, I, I apologize. I don't know how to say that. But they were using an excavator, 
And they decided, you know what we need to do? Let's just go dig through it instead of driving around to where there's a natural opening. The 38-year-old man and 55-year-old woman were working near the affected area, the 32nd Great Wall. They dug a big gap, as they wrote it, by widening an existing cavity of the Great Wall so that the excavator could pass through it. Police say they wanted to reduce the distance they had to travel. This is why you don't take shortcuts, kids, because you end up getting arrested for being a moron and disrespecting a just, not just like a national treasure out there, that's a global treasure. The Great Wall of China is just a, a marvel. I, I want to see it one day just because it just looks so beautiful in some areas. Obviously, some areas where it's falling apart. I mean, the thing is old as shit. But how people like this can... Oh, my God. I'm glad they got arrested. I'm glad they are for being just stupid. Police also stress that the two caused ir- irreversible damage to, to the integrity of the Ming Great Wall and to the safety of the cur- cultural relics. Excuse me. <laughs> it was a tough word. <laughs> they were arrested. And by the way, a 2016 report from news- the newspaper Beijing Times suggested that more than 30% of the Ming Great Wall has disappeared entirely, with only 8% of it considered well-preserved. Not a good idea to be dicking with the Great Wall of China. It's already falling apart. It is It is a treasure. It just drives me nuts that people would be that stupid. It's not like it's a brick wall, random brick wall in the middle of, you know, downtown, which would be a problem in itself if somebody just starts knocking down walls that they don't own. But then you're just like, ah, it's just the Great Wall of China. It served its purpose at one point, right? No. This is like a horrible episode of Bob the Builder. Remember watching Bob the Builder, whether you watched it as a kid or if you had kids or have kids, excuse me, and they and you'd watch it? There's always like some dumb mistake that happens in Bob the Builder. Like Dizzy or Lofty, Scoop or Muck. One of those little rascals ends up doing something dumb. Like, I'm sorry, Bob. I didn't know I should not damage the Great Wall of China. (laughs) That's okay. We can put it back together. Come on, everybody. Work, 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 work. I don't know what they... There's always some, like, little... uh, (laughs) Little saying that he does, but whatever. It's always, like, something dumb. Dumb. Scoop's like, I didn't want to travel all the way around. Scoop, it was literally 10 feet, 10 feet. And you're like, yeah, you know what? Let's just dig a hole through this uh, Great Wall of China thing. (laughs) Nobody's going to notice, right? Scoop, you moron. (laughs) We're going to sell you off for parts, Scoop. That's what happens if you dig through the Great Wall of China. You're going to get sold off for parts. Uh, At least, you you know, if you're a talking uh, uh, excavator. (laughs) Horrible, horrible. I used to hate those, watching that with my son. He used to love watching Bob the Builder. And I'm like, who the fuck would hire Bob the Builder and his crew? They're always screwing shit up. Seriously, you watch that and you're like, 
they do these things that make the projects go over budget and stretch them out, or you're not getting what you pay for because of one issue or another. It's ridiculous. Horrible. But just, just it used to bug the crap out of me every single time. Why? Why would anybody be satisfied with Bob the Builder and his crew? <laughs> you're going to watch that. You're going to watch it and be like, seriously, this is ridiculous. Especially if you're like into construction. I can only imagine the shit that you guys sit there and you just shake your head and be like, no, no, not going to happen. First of all, they're doing the foundation all wrong. <laughs> a flight, another uh, airplane story, a flight had to turn around in midair after a passenger lost control over their bowels. This has got to be one of the most scary things that could happen to you as far as like personal control on a plane. It's just like one thing, like if you're, um, you know, not feeling well, but if you actually lose control over your bowels, that's horrible. The aircraft ended up being covered uh, in the interior in diarrhea. This happened last Friday, just an hour after the, the plane took off. The pilot told air traffic control that he was turning back to Atlanta due to a biohazard. He then said, it's just a biohazard issue. We had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane. Oh, my God. That is just horrible. Right? Like, like imagine you're on a flight getting on a flight you grab something to eat real quick and then next thing you know you're you have food poisoning or something like that just your stomach and you can't control it that's horrible that's scary now here's the thing i tracked down the alleged audio from the plane moments after all this took place so here we go what happened to you Ruben, i'm in a situation here we have to leave now well no can we stay a couple more minutes but dude no this is serious I just sharted. I don't know what that means. I tried to fart and a little shit came out. Oh. I just sharted. And right, let's go. You're the most disgusting person I've ever met in my life. That's real audio. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I don't care. Some people might say that's from a long came Polly, but yeah, I'll disagree. <laughs> that's so. Doesn't that unlock a new fear? Like, definitely go to the bathroom. Before you get on a plane, one and two, like it makes me hesitant to eat anything like an hour or two before a flight, because if all of a sudden you just get hit with something nasty like food poisoning, I mean, dude, wh where are you going to go? You're on a plane and that's just horrible, horrible. And here's the thing, too. You're an hour into the flight. So they probably have the carts out. You know, maybe offering some drinks or something. And imagine if you're trying to go to the bathroom, maybe there's multiple bathrooms. The first one is occupied. And you're like, well, I'll just go to the one on the other end. And then you realize there's a cart in your way and you're trying to go and you're just like totally squeezing it. And you're like, oh, my God, this is going to happen. It's like, remember that movie Bridesmaids where one of uh, who was it? Oh, Maya Randolph <laughs> ends up. uh relieving herself in the middle of the street because everybody got food poisoning. It's like you eventually you just got to stop and just accept what's happening 
And it's just like, this is horrible. This is the worst moment of my life. God, new fear unlocked. I don't know that I, ooh. I, in a way, I hope this doesn't pop in my head before I fly, before I fly again. But then I, I also do hope it does because I need to make sure that I don't ever get put into this situation. Oh my God, that's awful. Awful. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. It's breaking news. Oh my God. Breaking news. Wow. Wow. This is fantastic. Air Canada. Remember the story from the other day talking about, you know, how uh, two passengers were forced to sit on vomit-covered seats? Well, they came out with a statement. Air Canada did. This is what they said. They issued an apology to those customers. I, there was part of me that was just like, what if it's not true? This is what they said. As they clearly did not receive the standard of care to which they were entitled, we apologize. We are reviewing the serious matter internally and have followed up with the customers directly as our operating procedures were not followed correctly in this instance. We remain in contact with them about the matter. So if you don't remember, they were these two individuals, these two ladies were kicked off a plane. They were escorted off by security because when they went to go sit in their seats, the, the seats were poorly cleaned because somebody had vomited all over them. But instead of actually cleaning it, they essentially just wiped it off. They put some coffee grinds uh, near it and sprayed it with perfume try to masking the smell. They didn't actually clean it, clean it. And they were told to essentially settle down. The pilot came out and said, listen, you got two options. You just leave peacefully now, or you don't leave peacefully now. And you get put on the no fly list, blah, blah, blah. Being a, just a total jerk about it. So what they're saying, this we're reviewing the serious matter internally and have followed up with the customers directly as our operating procedures were not followed correctly. That's that's an admittance of guilt right there. Saying that what happened, that story is true. That's crazy. Wow, Air Canada. And by the way, when I posted that video, I put a snippet of that on my social media channels. And the amount of stories coming in, whether it was TikTok or you know Facebook or wherever, of people saying, yeah, that's not surprising. That is classic Air Canada. I'm like, wow, wow. Yeah, it was, it was mostly TikTok and YouTube where people were giving stories on that. Crazy, crazy. I had no idea that Air Canada was the frontier airlines of uh, of the, you know, upper north, <laughs> right? You're, you're, they're the, <laughs> Air Canada is the Frontier Airlines to America's hat. Okay? Dip, dip, dip. <laughs> That's so bizarre. It's so disgusting. Can't believe. And I and it's funny because I've been like having small conversations with people about that story. And they're just like, that's insane. And they we all kind of say the same thing. How were they not prepared to clean up vomit 
on an airplane because it's an airplane. People get sick all the time. I've seen it. I don't fly very often, but I, I've seen it maybe three or four times. And I imagine if you fly all the time, you see it a lot more than I do. So you should be prepared. Wow. Crazy that it's, that it's officially true. Because I even said that. I was like, if this is true, wow, shame on you, Air Canada. And now they're coming out saying, yeah, it's true. We handled it poorly. Now, those people should get free flights for at least like five years. Right? Something like that. Man, that's bizarre. That's so gross. So gross. Good for them for standing their ground and for that essentially a whistleblower that was documenting the whole thing as it was taking place because otherwise they would just get away with it. All right, we got more coming your way, but first, you like it when somebody buys you a beer. You do. You do. So keep listening. Sugar Fire in Westminster, it's my go-to barbecue place. It's just off 144th and Orchard Parkway, so just east of Huron on the south side of 144th. It's St. Louis-style barbecue, and they got baby back ribs, beef brisket, pulled pork, turkey, burgers, all prepared to perfection every single day. Now, I love it so much. I want to hang out with you on Monday nights and watch some football, eat some amazing food, maybe drink some uh, cocktails. So mark your calendar starting September 11th at 6 o'clock. Sugar Fire in Westminster is going to be breaking out a special menu for just my listeners. Can't wait. They're already posting the signs up in the restaurant. And I'm so excited. I got a lot of people saying that they're going to swing by. Uh, I got a few people on Facebook saying that they're interested and and they're going to go. It's great. Just swing by. When you walk in the door, you're going to be hit with that beautiful aroma of smoked meats. It's a beautiful smell, and it instantly puts a smile on your face. Trust me. Now, here's this special menu. It's kind of like a secret menu for DeHuff Uncensored podcast listeners. The Interception. It's fresh fried tortilla chips topped with pulled pork, chili, cheese sauce, tomatoes, green onion, and sour cream. Now, there's also the Hot Route. Smoked fried chicken wings with your choice of St. Louis sweet barbecue, house buffalo, or Thai sweet chili sauce. Pig skins. Pig skins. Oh, my God. These sound so amazing. It's potato skins with house bacon, cheddar cheese, green onion, and sour cream. And in the pocket, this is the one that my wife is just like, uh, I have to try this. And the kids were like, yes, absolutely. Smoked fried artichokes with lemon aioli. Or you could do fried pickles with ranch. So delicious. Now, they also have their, you know, you got burgers, you got brisket cheesesteak. Oh, brisket cheesesteak. I I think I'm going to have to do that one. Or the brisket dip, which is brisket topped with grilled onion, Swiss cheese on a hoagie with a side of a jus. Uh, They also got smoked salmon, uh, you know, their sides like, you know, French fries, tater tots, cheese curds, fried okra, all that good stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of great food. A lot of, you know, just just fun. And breweries are going to be stopping by. And they're going to be giving away some free stuff like free pint glasses, shirts, hats, koozies, etc. Plus, the rumor is they're going to be buying people beer. 
I better be one of those. Hey, that that's what we could do. If you swing by, we'll take a picture of me. Like, you know, we'll be getting, you know, drinking some. You'll be drinking a beer and I'll be eating some food. How about that? That's the picture. Boom. Boom. You're welcome. Sugar Fire in Westminster will also have discounted beer and cocktails. And, and listen, I'm just going to say this. This is a great way for me and the people at Sugar Fire in Westminster to say thank you for all that you do. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting me. And just thanks for being you. And just sit back and relax, man. Uh, no reservations are needed. But if you want to help out with food prep, because they do make uh, everything fresh, go ahead and try to send me a note if you're planning on coming out. If you can't, that's okay. Not not the end of the world. But just shoot me a message to huffpodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on social at Podcast. It's Sugar Fire in Westminster, just off 144th and Orchard Parkway, just east of Huron. You can follow them on social media at Sugar Fire Westy. This is going to be every Monday night during the football season, with the exception of Christmas Day. We're going to have a lot of fun, great food, great prizes, great drinks, and just a great time with you. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. So why would you bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, this fall, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports. Now, Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use that promo code MILEHIGH. So go ahead and bet with the best. Use promo code Mile High this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I saw this and I was like, it's about freaking time. It, it, this is like, this is kind of like tough love in a, in a weird way. Or just, listen, let's cut the bull crap and, and just be honest. Just the way most people need to live. Let's just stop living in denial and just be honest with people. Sean Payton tells Russell Wilson, according to ESPN, will you fucking stop kissing all the babies? You're not running for public office. Exactly. We had said this when the news came out with Sean Payton becoming the Denver Broncos head coach. I had said something to the effect of, listen, I believe in Russ as long as he just quits the outside bull crap. Just focus on your job. That's it. Just like a lot of people these days, it gets really, you know, distracting. You're trying to make deals and you're trying to run your own separate company or like Russell Wilson Incorporated type of thing. No, stop. Focus on your job. Your job right now is to be a quarterback. In the offseason, that's different. Then do all that stuff. But during the season, I expect you, as a Bronco fan, eh, to do your job, Russ. Don't be doing these other things. Locked in 100%. If you want to go back to the Super Bowl and represent the Denver Broncos, you need to get your head in the game. And doing lame subway commercials ain't the way to do it. So I'm glad Sean Payton said that. That's the way most companies should be ran. Eventually, you need to 
Now, maybe you're not as, you know, harsh with the verbiage, but listen, we all need to hear that sometimes. Hey, stop fucking around. Do your job. Okay. I love you. I, I like what you can bring to the table, but I need you to be focused. We need you to be focused. Okay. All right. Let's go out there. Let's go make some burgers or wherever you're working, right? You need to be focused. You can't be distracted. We're not, we think as a society that we're good at multitasking. You might be okay at it, but you're not as good at doing a job if you're thinking about something else. So if you're 100% locked in on whatever gig you're doing, you're going to be awesome at it. Unless you suck at it. <laughs> Unless you suck. But you see what I'm saying? You're not giving your, yourself an opportunity to succeed if you're splitting your, your thought process. So what do you got to do? Lock in on your job, whatever it is. That's giving you an opportunity to succeed. You're reducing that number significantly if you're sitting there going, well, I got to, you know, before practice, I got to go do this before or, or after practice or after work, however you want to look at it. Uh, I got to go do this shoot. I got to do this, that, boom, bah. And then it's like, are you really locked in on any of the on any of the opportunities that you're you're kind of splitting yourself between? You're you're not. You're not doing a good enough job. So I'm glad that he said that, and and, and that's just the way most companies need to work. Just it's you're not being a jerk. Just I need you to focus. It's like. When you're at your job now, set your phone down. Unless you're working off of your phone, don't be playing on your phone. It's just a distraction. How do you, how, as your manager, how do I expect you to be doing a good job if you're not paying fully attention to the job? So it's just, it, it's a, it's a good life lesson. Look at Sean Payton. <laughs> Quit fucking around, Russ. I saw this and I'm like, this is kind of a bizarre thing to think about. Frozen humans could be brought back to life in 50 to 70 years from now, according to experts. That's wild to think about that. You think of these movies where they, they uh, froze them and then they brought them back to life. You got Austin Powers, evacuation complete. And then he continues to pee. Uh, then there was Idiocracy with Luke Wilson. That's a funny one because like he goes way into the future because <laughs> it's like a government program that gets shut down and they leave him in his like cryogenic uh, container. He ends up wake, waking up. I don't even know how long ago, how long it was, like hundreds of years, and he wakes up and he's the smartest man on earth because we as a society got dumber. <laughs> It's not too far-fetched, let's be honest. So it, it, then there's like Encino Man where Brendan Fraser was like a caveman and he thaws out and him and Pauly Shore, you know, run amok in Encino, California. A tale as old as time. But it's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, that's interesting technology. It's wild. I don't know if I would want to be a part of it. But imagine trying to catch somebody up on today's technology and the way of life after they've been asleep for 50 to 70 years. That's kind of crazy to think about because I'm, I'm thinking back to just when I was a kid to now. 
how things have changed. But imagine just like trying to explain like phones, like cell phones. Especially if you're going 50 to 70 years from now. Like if all of a sudden they, they wake up and it's 70 years from when they fell asleep. Or, and then now there's like, what, what is that in your hand? And like, that's my phone. Be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's adorable. You and your imagination, kid. Uh, where, what is that? And be like, no, I can make phone calls from it. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And then you call somebody else. And, like, it, and it's just bizarre. It'd be mind-blowing to sit there and see. So what do you do on that phone that goes in your pocket? Well, I mostly play games and look at social media. What the hell is social media? And then you show them sh social media. This is TikTok. And then you realize that's fucking dumb. <laughs> My kids were watching. I think I've told you before. We watch some. Sometimes there's interesting stuff. There's things on there that are, you know, I like to look at construction videos and how things are built and, and get some ideas for renovation type stuff. I, th I think those are interesting. But there's a lot of. A lot of variety on, on TikTok, especially. And my daughter really likes to watch people eating sour candy. <laughs> it's so stupid. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God. Could you imagine showing somebody? You're, like, so excited to show them. This is what social media is. Here's TikTok, for instance. And you start scrolling through it, and they're, they'd just be looking at you one, they'd be amazed that they're watching uh, a television that's in color uh, in the palm of your hand. That would be fascinating. But then they'd be like looking at the content and going, this is, this is moronic. <laughs> so it's just them eating candy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but they, they do other stuff. I mean, like this one. This is a, uh, yeah, this is a guy getting kicked in the nuts. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, you know, just dumb stuff. This is a guy pretending that he's in trouble just to get people to watch his video, and then he tells people, I'm just pranking you. Like, oh, there's this one video that my kid, uh, we, we were scrolling through because she wanted to watch pranks, and it was this guy, this young kid. I say young kid. He's like a teenager, had a kid, like what looked like a, a baby in in the grocery cart, but it was covered up with a blanket in, you know, in, in the carrier. So it must've been like, in theory, it would be like a three month old baby ish. And he's going to asking for advice with people and be like, do you know how to take care of a baby? Cause I can't. And he starts like smacking the feet uh, on the baby. And then at one point he punches the baby, not once, at least with the video that he showed, did anybody just like go after him and just drop him? And I'm sitting there as a parent. I'm being like, I fucking wrecked that dude. <laughs> like, you don't be hitting a baby. And then he's like, ah, man, I'm just joking. It's just a doll. <laughs> and everybody gives him high fives. And I'm like, this is the dumbest shit on, on the, the planet. So imagine explaining that stuff to people. Also, think about the Internet. That kind of goes with the social media. Well, how are you connected? Like, everything is connected. I can send a message to my brother in Australia, blah, 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 and not actually call him. I can just send him a message or anywhere on the planet. Banking. Banking is so much easier and convenient and complicated. But it's just, 
it's it's at your fingertips. I can transfer money with ease and not have to actually go into you know a brick and mortar ha- uh, building and, and get things done. Just so mind blowing. Even the simple things of remotes for your television. First of all, the amount of channels on your television have jumped tremendously. But the idea of like just changing a channel doesn't mean like I go send over the the you know little Timmy over to the remote and be like, all right, change the channel. No, no, you went too far. You went too far. Go back. Go back. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and stuff like it's just bizarre. It's so mind blowing. Now, think about it uh, in this way. Do you do you think freezing people to then thaw them out at a later time is a good idea? Maybe, I guess, in a sense, if, if, if they have an illness that doesn't have a cure as of now, and, and then you think that, okay, let's freeze this person, they can afford it, and we'll thaw them out when there's a cure. I... I don't know. We already have a population problem. There's just so many people here. So the other thing is, too, is like the other option is for people that are rich. Because I can't imagine this would be a cheap thing. It's really just kind of something that you sit there and you go, could I, what, what would it be like for you as the individual to just go, okay, I'm making the decision, putting a lot of trust in the scientists to go, Okay, I'm going to part ways with my family. Bye. I'm going to freeze myself, essentially just be unconscious until they wake me up when they can fix me. I, it's just mind-blowing. And how, how would you feel about that if that was your significant other or your parent or your child? It, that's just wild to think about. It would be very difficult if if your spouse is just like, uh, I, I, you know, I'm really sick. I I'm going to freeze myself, and they'll thaw me out when they have a cure. So that puts your life at a standstill, in a sense. Like they're gone, but they're not gone. That's just what a mind fuck that is. Mind fuck. I I just can't imagine. I don't I don't necessarily like it. Now, in 50 years from now, maybe my mind will change. Be like, no, I will live forever. Wake me up when I'm 120. <laughs> I just, it's just, this is weird. Let me know your thoughts if you would do it to huffpodcast at gmail.com or at the Huff Podcast on social media. You know what we need to do right now? Let's jump into the mailbag. Mailbag. <laughs> You've got mail. <laughs> now, this kind of ties into a little bit to what we were just talking about. And I had mentioned this on social media. Then I got a bunch of reaction to this. So my son the other day, and, and he may have said this before, but it just really sunk in when he said it this the other day. He said, Dad, what was it like to live in the late 1900s? <laughs> yeah, I, and it's funny because he wasn't wrong. He wasn't trying to be mean. And, right? I mean, he was just being asking a genuine question. And I'm like, ah, you know, it was just different. There's 
you know, not as much technology. Everything was at the beginning stages of like kind of what you have now, like computers and phones, stuff like that. Phones were bigger, like, like for cell phones and their games sucked. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, I'm trying to explain stuff that he could kind of wrap his mind around. And it's like, there's no social media. So people actually talk to each other. It was really weird, <laughs> weird times. So I, I tweeted this out. And I got some reactions. Mike wrote in, reading that is oddly painful. It is because you're like, dang, man, 1900s. 1900s. I, I, I've had conversations with people. It's what's more disgusting, I should say it this way. How many people do you run into on a daily basis that have never sniffed the 1900s? Because... It's 2023, so if they're born in 2000, they're 23 years old. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's gross. That really does hit. You're like, oh, God dang it. Man, Terry wrote in, geez, funny, but not funny. Out of the mouths of babes. <laughs> right, Terry. It's funny, but not. You're like, ah, oh, God, ah, oh, gross. Small baller wrote, lots of solid, but not great movies. Similar for economy and world events. Yeah, I guess you could kind of say it that way. That does make sense. The movies were okay. There's a lot of classic movies. If you watch a movie from, let's say, the 80s, 90s, a lot of them are slow compared to movies now. Everything is tighter now. When you watch a movie now, there's not much downtime. Or if there is, it's covered up by music and explosions and whatever. As far as talking goes, it's always something. It's, it's bizarre, especially comedies. Comedies, there's always something going on. And then if you look at an old school comedy, it's they might be funny, but like one of my favorite old school comedies, Spies Like Us with Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. Great movie, but there's times where I'm like, God, it's so slow. Like if you tightened it up, and just got rid of a lot of the dead space in between jokes and comments and, and whatever, just awkward looks and stuff like that, the movie would be like half the time. <laughs> That's what it seems like. So, yeah, it's movies were a lot different then, especially when you think about technology. I mean, I guess in a sense like uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park came up in the late 90s, and, I mean, that, that has pretty good, uh, effects, but you compare that to now, it's just night and day, night and day. Dell wrote, tell him to go to bed and their school in the morning. <laughs> What's funny too is Dell accidentally put an E. I assume it's an accident. Maybe he was on purpose to be funny. He accidentally put an E in school. <laughs> Daniel wrote, the best answer is given by Calvin's dad from Calvin and Hobbes. Color wasn't invented yet, and everything was grayscale. I, at one time, my I bought a TV when I was a kid, and I'm not that old. I, listen, color TV was a thing. Well, was definitely a thing when I was a kid. But I was like, I'll save money and get a black and white TV. I bought. I had a black and white TV as a kid. But it's just, it was just cheaper. <laughs> I'm like, why not? I don't even think they make black and white TVs anymore. That's kind of weird. 
and it didn't have a remote. It was all dial shit. So like when you wanted to get, you had the certain number. I can't remember. I'm trying to think about it. It was like one through 10 or something like that. Then you had the extra channel. You had the, the second dial. Ah, it's just bizarre. I need. I want to look that up and look at it. It's just so crazy to think about. And Mike wrote in, the most shocking was when my daughter came home from school and asked if we had any relics. I asked, like what? She said, VCR tapes, cassette tapes, or DVDs. I put my Walkman on and played my Duran Duran tape and left the room. <laughs> That's so funny, Mike. Yes. It, 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 Mike, you bring up a great point because I remember when I went to broadcasting school it was right at the end of VCR tapes, which lasted a long time, but it was VCR tapes. So this is early 2000s. VCR tapes were dying off. DVD were coming up. And I have an old uh, VCR. I have a VHS tape with like a, a music video I did in, in broadcasting school somewhere. I don't want to find it. <laughs> I don't want to find it. It's going to be bad. But anyway, it, it reminds me of that. You talk about cassette tapes. That's how I, I made cassette tapes when I was courting my wife and dating my wife. I would, find, I would listen to the radio and find songs that I liked and, and record those for her. Or I would just, yeah, it, I would just make, that's how I'd make a mixtape. And I remember one time when I was at the radio station working, it was near the end of when I was working, and this intern was in there, and he found in one of the production rooms an old cassette tape. And it was like he just dug up a dinosaur bone. His eyes were wide, and he was like, oh, my God, DeHuff, look at this. Is this what I think it is? I was like, yeah, it's a cassette tape. <laughs> my God the fuck do you think it is he's like yeah oh i've heard about these can, can we play it i'm like yeah i don't know what the heck's on it i mean sure here and and then there's a, a equipment rack i'm like let's go put it in there i'll let you listen to it and he's like oh my god this is fantastic and i'm like i don't know what the hell he was expecting to hear i hit play and it's just like some random segment from an old show if you're in Denver, you probably remember Irv Brown and Joe Williams, the Irv and Joe show. I think it was one of those. And he's just like listening to it. And you can see his, he's like smiling, so excited. And then slowly fades off because he realizes it's just another way to record audio. That's it, dude. <laughs> That's it. You didn't miss much when you didn't have a cassette player in your hand. No, you didn't. It, it is it was funny because like I, I don't know what he was expecting. Like it was gonna sound super different. It sounds very similar. Not I shouldn't say that. It should it's not as crisp and clean when you listen to digital audio. But I mean it's not necessarily that big of a deal. Now that being said, when I was in radio, I was at the tail end of reel to reels. So I know how to lace up a reel to reel. I don't know how to cut audio on a reel to reel which i would love to learn how as a radio nerd and a kind of you know old school radio nerd i i just i think that would be fun to learn how or at least see 
somebody do it in person. But yeah, I can I can lace up a, a reel to reel. So I, I've used those before. I've used carts, which is just basically eight tracks, I believe. And we when I first started, which is funny because that was in the 2000s, we were like a year away from transitioning away from those things. And it was going into digital, recording audio uh, digitally. It was so crazy. It's, it's just weird. And if you're into radio or audio editing, uh, this is kind of a, a funny thing. My company at the time, 950 The Fan, we had a free version of Cool Edit. And I think it was Cool Edit Pro or something like that, which is now Adobe Audition. But we had a free version of it, which means it wasn't multi-track. It was only single track. So I had to do all this editing on single track, which... If you're cutting up, you know, an interview, that's fine. That's normal. But my boss would have me do production of like, let's make this promo, mix in this music with that music, blah, 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 with a voiceover. I had to do that all on single track. So it taught me so much about editing because he was a cheap ass. <laughs> Way to go, Tim, you cheap bastard. But it did teach me a lot, a heck of a lot, to the point where there's sometimes where I, I would edit stuff and, and people would be like, holy shit, how do, you, how do you know how to do that? I was like, because when you learn how to do something a very primitive way and you can make something good out of it, I mean, then then imagine when you have really good equipment, what you can do. So as it, is, is annoying as it was at times, especially if you made a mistake when you're doing when you're doing single track editing so I'd it really taught me to like every single time you make an edit you'd have to go back and listen to it to make sure you didn't screw it up because otherwise if you skip that part and make you you make a couple more edits then you realize and you go back and listen and you're like shit right here near the beginning I screwed up so that means I have to undo all this other stuff in order to fix this and then go back and redo all the stuff that I just did. So it taught me a lot, taught me a lot about editing. So for all you people that are into audio editing in any way, that's that, that was an interesting time in my life that did teach me a lot about uh, audio. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you can, give it a nice review wherever you're listening. Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster, just amazing barbecue. Also, Superbook Sports Colorado and Burns and McCoy. If you love hot sauce, you got to check out Burns and McCoy. Go to burnsandmccoy.com and use promo code DeHuff to get 20% off your next order. It's DeHuff on Censored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.